to Blast from the Arsenal. Hello Gooners, welcome back and thank you for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal. The international break, which can only be described as being as frustrating and as needless as a Pepe red card on a Sunday evening, is now over. So we're here to try and put the spring back in your step this week and talk Arsenal for you. I'm your host today, Angelo, and with me as ever is the man, the myth, the legend, it's Diddley. How you doing, Diddley? Oh, hi guys. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We'll uh, we'll yeah. get on to the, okay. the obvious. Good. We'll get on to the obvious uh, joke in that intro uh, in a bit. Uh, we've got loads to get through this week. First things first, listeners. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode. And make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for the handle. Diddley, where can they find us? At Blast Arsenal Pod. Always the same. And they can find us on YouTube. Every week. Every week. Yeah. Yep. Just search for Blast from the Arsenal on on YouTube. Sorry, mate. I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> How are we doing, mate? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. I've... It could be worse, I suppose. <laughs> uh, another stressful performance from Arsenal, but, you know, uh, a stressful day today at work followed. But, you know, we're here. We're, we're good. Let's let's do this. Look, it could be worse. We could still have... Um, oh, God. I, I've gone to talk and I've forgotten what his name is. Good evening. What's his bloody name? Unai Emery. There you go. We could still have Unai Emery yeah, at the helm yeah. facing... Exactly. You know, 35 shots against Watford or whatever it was. So... Um, yeah, loads to get through. Um, anything in particular you want to kick should, off with? I guess we should start with Pepe. Yes. Uh, well, what I would like to say first, first of all, is uh, us, me and Angelo at Blast from the Arsenal podcast does not tolerate any forms of racism or prejudice and we will block you report you if we see any on our twitter timeline you know also just don't listen to our podcast please just fuck off <laughs> yeah that's true i'm laughing because it was so blunt yeah. but that's what that's that's it's a very serious um situation isn't it it's uh yeah and this is really down to the fact that um pepe has sort of received a lot of abuse um racist and and not very nice. Uh, and we don't want to see it on our timeline. So that's all I've got to say about that. Yeah, wind your neck in. And at the end of the day, footballers are still human beings, aren't they? And, we, you know, we can all get frustrated at their performances, but um, people still see and feel things, don't they? So, as Diddy yeah. says, really, cut it out. Um, but of course, if that's not you, do continue to listen and support and interact because, you know, there, there's more good we than, love the than rest bad of you. out there. Yeah, exactly. Most of you are right. A couple of you are dickheads, but most of you are right. So, uh, yeah, do do stick with us. Yeah, good point, Diddley. Good, good start with that one. Um, now, on to something a bit more lighthearted. We had a bit of a shambles last week. <laughs> I don't mean the Arsenal match. We um, we obviously recorded the podcast on Skype again because of the lockdown that we're in at the moment. Uh, and that means that we have to try and save the file, convert it from a video to a, 
you know, a, an audio file, tweak it, upload it, blah, blah, blah. And for some reason, it saved like six minutes of it, didn't it? Yeah. And it was a ridiculously huge file as well. For some reason, it was like 100 megabytes. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Um, but luckily... And- uh, yeah, anyway, exactly. Luckily, our, our good friend Stephen from at Canon Chatter, do go follow him on Twitter. He got in touch and said, guys, just want to let you know what the hell is going on in a polite way. But he said, what the hell is going on? We've only got six minutes of your podcast up. So we were frantically trying to work things out, how to fix it. And Diddley came to the rescue. So good work, Diddley. And hopefully when this goes out, it will be the full episode. And, uh, you know, there'll be no hidden surprises in there, will there? Yeah, hopefully not. It's, uh, it should all go to plan uh, and it'll be out now. <laughs> very good. Very good. Right. It's yours. It's mine. It's everyone's favourite part of the show. It's Tweet of the Week. It is Tweet, tweet of the week. week. Of course tweet it is. Of week. Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week. Love it. Now, uh, I did find a tweet that I saw this week, hence it being on Tweet of the Week. Um, which which made me laugh. Uh, it is from Yolly, who is at Yolly Yelly. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Um, and uh, she says, this is the tweet of the week. She says, Arsenal is like a sibling relationship. You can talk shit about them all you want, but it gets personal if other people do it. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's a very good point. You know, you can slag them yeah. off as much as you want, but if someone else starts uh, slagging off your team, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa talking about yeah yeah that's right so uh that's your tweet of the week this week very good uh right mate latest news um and actually this just this just goes back to our shambles of an episode last week uh where we said elneny and covid there's no chance right you know he's our boy he's not like mo salah a little wuss um uh and then we kindly got a message from uh at guna stahl who said just catching up on at blast arsenal pod guys i don't think your elneny can't catch covid statement <laughs> could have gone down any better with two laughing emojis mate that was a faux pas of you know epic proportions i mean that uh news broke probably minutes after we finished recording i think didn't it? Um, it so, did. yeah, that went down like a lead balloon. Yeah. Yeah, we were half inclined to re-record the whole episode, given we thought we'd lost it anyway. <laughs> so we uh, we could have saved ourselves, couldn't we? But, um, yeah, yeah thanks for sure getting in touch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and so, get well uh, soon, yeah, Mo. You, you notice, yeah, get well soon, Mo, indeed. If you do notice any more cock-ups, you know, get in touch. Always, always, always want yeah. a bit of feedback, don't we? Um, yeah, so uh, bad. exactly. We we had thought about cutting that out of the episode, but we kept it. And talking of cutting, there's a seamless link here. Did you notice a defender of Arsenal's with a new haircut? I did, Mr. Rob Holden. Indeed, he's bitten the bullet and uh, finally done the decent thing, in my opinion, <laughs> and shaved his hair. He has. 
there, there was a, I mean, uh, he was starting to look like Bobby Charlton, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. He was. He was loving that comb over. You just got to, you know, let it go, haven't you? Um, I think uh, you tweeted me, oh, tweeted me, you you, you met, uh, text me or WhatsApp me or whatever it was you did in the week and said, have you seen, Bob, have you seen uh, Rob Holden? I think he's had a haircut. No. Yeah, shaved it all off. <laughs> and I think they were doing... Um, yeah, just in time. Yeah, what, what for the team presentation going on? Yeah. Oh, that's right, the team photo, yeah. Yeah. The team photo with Mesut Ozil. So <laughs> who? Oh yeah, yeah, still plays for Arsenal. Yeah. 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 What's um, that all about? Well, I guess he's he's still part of the playing squad, even if he's not in the twenty-three or whatever it is. Yeah, not sure. Um, but yeah, glad he's got his hair cut. Um, it was the best thing to do. It was the best thing to do. It happens to the best of us, you know. So I'm told. So I'm told. I'm I'm very lucky. I've still got uh, you know decent head of hair. I think. Oh mate, you you you're just excelling with that hair. <laughs> Listeners, if you could oh, see this gone. guy, jeez Louise. Well, look, when we do our live episodes on uh, what's it called on uh, YouTube, find on YouTube, on YouTube. That's the one. You know, everyone will see. Everyone will see the, the luscious locks. Oh, dear. Right. Enough waffle. Should we just... Uh, I think we're trying to delay the inevitable of talking about a nightmare performance, but it kind of needs to be done, doesn't it? Well, you say nightmare performance, but, I mean, if I you do. break it down and... Yeah. Uh, well, I disagree. <laughs> oh, good. I like it when we disagree. You know, not yeah. in a shitty way, but just uh, adds a bit of excitement to the podcast. Talk to me, what are you saying? Well, if overall, I think to play majority of a half of football with 10 men, um, okay, granted, we weren't playing well to start with, with 11, but um, I think we, we've shown progress and we've shown that uh, Arteta has installed some uh, resilience throughout this team and mm-hmm. to sort of we rode our luck a bit but you know we sort of battled out out a, a nil-nil draw and and maybe at the end of the season while looking at it now you you would say you know that's two points dropped we've got to be winning that game promoted side um and they've sort of you know had some heavy defeats but I think at the end of the season we might look back and think do you know what that was a decent point that point got us into the Europa League yeah I know what you're saying that uh, could prove to be invaluable at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the season I mean all jokes aside that may well end up being the case you don't know um I think for for me it wasn't so much the fact we lost albeit I was you know peeved that we did I just felt like our performance was was crap. Um, I'm just trying to find the uh, the starting lineup because I did make a note of it. Um, and yeah, I can tell actually, you. Uh, think, in goal, we got yeah, go for it, go for it. Yeah, uh, left back, yeah. Uh, Kieran Tierney, right back, Hector Bellerin, Gabriel Holding, uh, central defenders, and then in the midfield we've gone for Shaka. Willock and Ceballos. Uh, Thomas Party missing out through injury, and obviously the infamous Mo El Nenny missing out with COVID. Uh, 
Pepe, William and Aubameyang with a forward three. And I think it's uh, kind of what we were hoping for, really. So, you know, yeah, we wanted Aubameyang absolutely. down the middle and we got it. Yeah, we wanted Joe Willett to get promoted, given he played so well in the um, Europa League. We got it. We wanted to see Pepe and William starting. Well, maybe not William, but certainly Pepe. We were calling for him. Look, you're doing so well in the Europa League. Start him. He did. Mm. Um, and, and I think that back four is probably as, you know, as, as strong as we could probably put out. Maybe you could argue Holden and, and David Luiz would be the one swap. But generally um, this yeah. season... He he missed that because uh, his wife had a baby. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Selfish, yeah. but yeah. That's no, no excuse for me. He should have played. But yeah, generally speaking, I think the... Uh, the team that he put out based on the players that were available was probably mm. as strong as we could have hoped for, if I'm honest. And, um, you know, the Sabaya Xhaka partnership in the middle is what got us through last season, really, wasn't it? It, so, it did. Um, uh, you know, a bit, bit of familiarity there. And I, 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 was, I was happy to see Aubameyang down the middle. I still wonder... Is he better off playing with two up front when he plays with a Bamiyan? Because I feel like you've got this oxymoron of if you play with Lacazette, he holds the ball up well, but he's not got the pace to necessarily beat someone and, and score. He's not the fastest forward. And with a Bamiyan, you've got somebody that's got the pace, but is not necessarily the best at holding the ball up. You know, so it's almost like they yeah. play better together. I can see that. Yeah, he probably would benefit from having a a strike partner. Um, but they're few and far between these days, aren't they? Teams playing that sort mm. of formation. Yeah. Um, it was it was the I right guess. call for me to put a Bamiang through the middle. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, he's our he's our star forward and. You know that's where you want him, and not not just because Lacquer has been a bit disappointing, um, but you know Aubameyang's gone through a bit of a dry spell, and sticking him right in front of goal, you know, potentially could have led to a, a bit of a confidence boost had he had he had some chances. Um, yeah, but yeah, he was he was starved of of anything really. Mm. absolutely um, I think this season has he only scored two goals is that what I've read um, right. if, if I'm not mistaken something like that which isn't which isn't fantastic he had three shots or three attempts yesterday um, but one was on target one was off target and one was blocked uh, you know I think the um, I think the issue comes down to the same old issue if you like in as much as he was staffed of service, wasn't he? Um, you know, never really had anything major on where you thought, oh, if only he'd scored that. But I don't remember watching it thinking there was a huge amount in that respect. And we'll go through key moments from the from the game in a second. But um, look, yeah. the bottom line is, if, if uh, as we did, if we did seen that um, lineup and seen Aubameyang playing down the middle before the match, we were both very happy about it, weren't we? So there's only so much of 
of that sort of prep that Arteta can do than it is down to the players. Yeah. Um, good. Okay, let's uh, go, on, mate. Yeah, what did you make of Joe Willock's performance coming into the team? Uh, I think he will have come into the team with a point to prove. Because I think in his mind, he'll have said to Arteta, you've seen me do it in the Europa League. Give me my chance in the Prem and I can, I'll, you know, I'll prove myself in the Prem. Actually, I thought he did OK. I'm yeah, not sure any player same. really covered themselves in glory other than Ben Leno. So it's hard to criticise him per se. I thought he did all right with the chances he had. He held the ball quite well. He tried to make things happen. I think there was one point... He had the ball. I can't remember which half it was in there, but he had the ball, and William was standing like two feet away from him, and he was like, "He actually, you could see his, his gesture and run, move out the bloody way, so I can pass the ball to you." Mm. Um, so you could see he wanted to make things happen, and, and he had the yeah, energy. Yeah, he did. He was yeah. He showed in the first half. Uh, second half, I thought maybe not so much, but yeah, in the first half, he was trying to get on the ball, trying to sort of burst forward, wasn't he, and make something happen, but ultimately didn't really did it no and I guess conversely then what did you make of Willian's performance because it seems like he's undroppable to Arteta (laughs) um he he went off at half time was it half time he went off yeah I think it was went off went off at half time but it was not for tactical reasons it wasn't because he was playing poor it was because of an injury yeah which again is quite yeah, baffling, really. Muscular problem. Um, mm. I, I thought he was shocking. Again, I thought he was poor. Yeah. Um, no. I just I don't know what's going on with him. No, hard to defend, isn't it? Uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, whilst Elneny went and caught COVID, he did it on international duty. But William didn't he make a trip out to Dubai just for a jolly? I don't think that was on international duty. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's what I read. He'd, he'd gone out and uh, basically just had a bit of a holiday in Dubai. And you sort of think, I know there's the international break and obviously players are entitled to, to rest however they want, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not a ferry across to France, is it? You know, Dubai still a good few hours away. You know, mm. does that sort of thing impact on your preparation for a game? It just looks half asleep. It shouldn't do. Um, no, really, should it? Uh, it's not like he travels on EasyJet or Ryanair or one of those sort of budget airlines, is it? He probably. Oh, I suspect he probably won't able... fly Emirates. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got discount. Got his head down. Yeah, um, but I guess to the point, it was very disappointing created next to nothing, influenced the game, you know, or, or didn't, yeah. I guess is the point. Um, I'm starting to wonder if, if he's going to show any sort of form at all this season. And we've got three years of this. Two plus one, but yeah, we have. Um, I, what positives have you seen from his signing so far, if any? Um, 
Yeah. Okay. No. no. I mean, I, I, we've said before, his off-the-ball runs and work rate is quite good. Yeah, I mean, he. I saw him uh, make one recovery run and, and he made a tackle. Yeah, I remember that too. And if that's both... Yeah, <laughs> that's the, the thing. thing that you know, you can remember it. It stands out because it's the only time he, he did something. So... Yeah. Um, and do you think the fact that, uh, and again, not condoning this and certainly not suggesting people do it, but do you think the fact that, I know Pepe got sent off, and again, we'll come on to that in a moment, but do you think the fact that he got loads of abuse, mm. uh, and obviously got sent off, but do you think the fact that Willian may as well have not bothered turning up, yet he got no, you know, no abuse, or certainly not abuse to the same effect, is that because of the price tag on Pepe and therefore the expectation? Or do you think it because it was a red card and the way that you got sent off? But I just wonder if that's deflected, I guess, some of the attention from the likes of a William. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a, a, a poor performance deserves... I don't think anything does, you know, deserves any sort of abuse. As fans, I think, for one, why do you think they, they give a shit, like, you know what <laughs> yeah you're right what you've got to say like they're not going to go oh yeah all right yeah i'm sorry yeah you know well okay maitland nars didn't they did you see that one no i didn't it's sort of infamous that i think last season people were abusing him on twitter saying mate you were rubbish you, you need to try harder and he replied to the fans saying sorry mate we'll do better next time and then you know <laughs> loads of fans were Abusing him, but not in the same way that they had with Pepe. Yeah. You know, they were sort of saying, you need to do this, we need to run more, you need to work harder. And he was replying to each one really humbly saying, yeah, really sorry, I'll try harder next time. Well, thanks, man, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. Um, but, I mean, but your point I guess, your point. Yeah, I mean, I, it just, it's not something that, that ever sort of comes into my head to, to think about or to do or, you know, at any point uh, to act. To a player and, and give them any sort of stick uh, just get behind them if they we'll get on to Pepe in a minute but I, I don't see the point in it really to be honest if it's, mm. it's fine to criticise players and, and be critical amongst yourselves and, and, and whatnot I mean pundits do it live on TV don't they about players yeah. you know they, they hammer them sometimes but that, that's their job they're paid to do that um, but actually directing it at, at someone, I, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't see the point. Get, yeah, you know, you especially when when you're a fan of the team, you you know, you don't have to like the player, but you you should show the support, especially when it's a genuine mistake that they've made. Get behind mm. him, build his mm. you know confidence. I think the other thing as well is, well, two things. One, people have to forget. What is he? Twenty three. Still a young man, and in. in the grand scheme of things still inexperienced even as a footballer at the top level you know what he did was inexcusable and I say we'll come on to to it but there's that side of it and I think the other is actually at least he was trying to make things happen prior to getting sent off he wasn't always fantastic in his execution he, he would dribble and lose the ball but you know that's what I'm saying it was almost what he was doing was more effective than what uh, William was doing um yeah so. and the end product wasn't quite there was it but he he in the first half he was trying to make things happen like you say he looked industrious yeah. um 
he looked to overload on the left with Willian and uh, I thought that kind of worked. He hit the bar with a cross, you know, sort of cross shot. shot. Yeah. Um, night played a nice free ball for Willian. Uh, so he was trying. Um, maybe he was just trying too hard and got frustrated in the end. Do you think? Yeah, 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 quite possibly. Let's. Um, why don't we go through the first half and see if there's anything in particular that kind of stood out for you as, as key moments. Um, uh, let's have a quick look. What notes have we made here? I've got and and jump in, mate, if you you've got anything. Yeah. But I've got uh, as early as the ninth minute. There was a shot by Sabios. He won the board on the edge of the box. I think he sort of had a little bit of a dribble with it and then smashed it into the side net. And, you know, it's one of those where you're like, oh, no, no, wrong camera yeah. angle. It's, it's yeah. Um, he, he looked he looked quite good, I thought. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, what did you make of, uh, of Ceballos? I thought it was probably his best performance of the season, maybe. Mm. I mean, again, wasn't great. You know, the team weren't great, but he looked like, again, he was trying and he was busy and energetic and getting about the pitch. Um, getting back as well and, and putting blocks and, and tackles in. Yeah, he, he controlled the ball well. He he, he travelled with it quite well. And yeah. uh, he did that he did that almost classic Jack Wilshire thing of um, he looked like he'd overrun it at times, but then would just stick a, a toe out and yeah. manage to to continue his run or, or salvage, you know, the possession and, and pass it on. Again, another one a bit like Willock, where it looked like he tried to make things happen. And unfortunately, nothing really kind of came off. Um, but a good start from him, as I say, with that shot and maybe a, a signal of what we thought might come from the game, even if it didn't. Um, uh, and then literally minutes later, that's when the Leeds onslaught sort of started because uh, Bellerin got beaten. Uh, it was crossed into Bamford. He sort of toe pokes it towards goal and Leno makes the first of a number of, of saves, doesn't he? Yeah, great save. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he does that really well. Um, he close Close range quick reflexes I think uh, he is he is brilliant at that yeah yeah that's his forte isn't it the shot stopping you know he might not be the best at at, um, distribution he might not be the best at at, uh, claiming the ball for a cross but actual shot stopping I guess your number one job as a goalkeeper to keep the ball out of the net you know yeah he does that well uh, he's good isn't he yeah great reactions um I'm sure we'll talk about Bellerin more as we we go through this review, but how did you feel he performed in the game? Because my personal view is that, much like the season, he's been poor defensively a lot of the time, but he's been quite good offensively in attack. Um, Mm. You know, I think he's got more assists than probably most in the team you know he's had a bit of a purple patch with assists from playing further up the pitch on the overlap on the right hand side Uh, but defensively I thought he was quite suspect a few times got caught out of either possession or position yeah Um, I don't know what 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 do you think because they were getting 
a few pelters on online. Yeah, we actually, I think we had a question about that on Twitter from um, the Arsenal Revolution at the Arsenal Revo One. Yeah. He says, or she, do you think Bellerin has been given enough offensively and defensively? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's offensively, a good question. yes. Yeah. Offensively, yes. I think he's improved massively. I think he he's he's uh, been quite key actually in and been involved in a lot of our best chances and actual goal scoring opportunities. Mm. Uh, defensively, yeah. I mean, he's he's still there's still question marks there. He's not. It's not his. It's, it's not his best feature, is it? It's not his uh, strongest point. Yeah, which is ironic because you think as a defender, your your primary function is to defend. But, you know, in that right back, right wing back type position, you know, I guess you're that hybrid, aren't you, between being a defensive player, being an attacking player. And, yeah. you know, you literally are up and down that wing all day long or mm. all, all game long so uh, yeah it's hard there was a lot of um yeah, it's a difficult one yeah he definitely suffers mm. um uh, as you know because of the system yeah you know, the fact that he, he that he does have to get up there so much i mean if you look at some of the best fullbacks in the league uh trent arnold at liverpool uh, well, both their fullbacks, Robertson as well. Yeah. Um, you know they are good going forward, but Trent Arnold's—I don't think he's the best at defending. You know, I think you're yeah, going to suffer if, if you if you give a lot going forward. You know what though? I I look at Liverpool certainly this season and think they're maybe one of those teams that is. We'll, we'll score more than you, even if we concede. Obviously, they've lost Van Dyke, And I know this isn't about Liverpool, but if we compare our system and theirs, you know, they're still scoring goals for fun. And a lot of their assists still come from, like you say, their fullbacks. So I guess what yeah. they what they lack defensively, they make up offensively and they create lots of chances mm-hmm. and they actually put their, their chances away. If you compare that to Arsenal, you know, if we're poor defensively, we're not counter balancing that with lots and lots of opportunities in the attacking third you know Tierney puts loads of great crosses in but nobody getting on the end of it and uh, mm. as we said before Bellerin you know makes some some great runs what I noticed with Bellerin is he he doesn't cross like Tierney does you'll never get him on the outside no. and whip one in. that's not his game he, he kind of cuts in and drives towards the 18 yard box and plays those little one twos uh, and you know yeah. and gets in the six so I guess maybe that Barcelona previous Arsenal DNA well, pass we, it in the car, but. Yeah, well, we we originally when we signed him, I think he was fifteen years old. He was a right midfielder. He, you know, he yeah. arrived at the club as a midfielder and not, not a defender. Mm-hmm. It was Arsene Wenger that made the decision You're right. to play him at right back. Yeah. You're right. And obviously he spent a lot of time with um Steve Bold, didn't he, when he was uh working in the youth and said, you know, I've learned so much from Steve Bold and uh, how to defend, basically. But has some mm. of that gone a bit out the window? I don't know. 
it's interesting that you mentioned that he was formerly a, midf- a, a midfielder because that was going to be one of my questions. If he's offering more offensively than defensively, should we play, I don't know, an Ainsley Maitland-Niles or a Cedric Suarez at right back and move him further up the pitch if we're struggling with the likes of Pepe and William? I mean, it's, it's certainly an option, but... You you'd like to think that uh, sort of players like Reese Nelson and Emil Smith Rowe, etc., players that actually play in those positions can fill that that void mm. rather yep. than relying yep. on on your right back. You know, that's not played there for years, really, his whole career. Yeah, but that's why I think um, he's the perfect right wing back because. It's that balance in between where it's not out and out defend. You know, he doesn't have to worry as much about getting back. Yeah, he, he yeah. can. He's almost acts as a cover for for the right sided central defender. Whereas yeah. Kieran Tierney on the other side, he he was brought up playing as a as a left back, a flat and a flat back four for Celtic. So he he can deal with that quite well, I think. And I thought yeah. he had a Good game yesterday, actually. Yes, yeah. KT was great. It was very good. Especially after Just... the whistle went. <laughs> yes. So he was still going in after the Leeds player, weren't he? Um, yeah. Tr- trying to give him some, which that's what you want. You want leaders. You want leadership like that. Um, whereas uh, the complete opposite to that was Granite Xhaka going in for a hug, you know, with the player that's just let's call it cheating yeah. again I say we'll come on to it but cheated to get a player sent off it's, it's it's that mentality you know you can't teach a winning fighting mentality Either you, you've got that in your DNA and you want to be that that much of a winner or, or you're not um, just going back to Bellerin real quick you know we posed yeah. the question on Twitter I think it was sort of half time um, you know I guess to say do you think Marco Bielsa has identified him as a weak link Um and is that why everything is coming down that side? Um, and do you know what? I was surprised. He was um, he was defended quite well by the Arsenal fans. Uh, and funnily enough, they all said, well, Pepe's not really given him enough cover. So it's not as if when he runs forward, Pepe's sort of tracking back to, to fill his spot um, yeah. or helping to double up against an attacking player. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see how that evolves, but uh, it, to me, he offers more offensively than defensively. Put it that way, and maybe that's why he'd be better off when we pay players a three at the back with three central defenders, and maybe he he, he operates better as that right wing back as opposed to right back mm. in a in a four. Um, okay, any other big chances that spring to mind from the first half? No, not really. Um... Pepe cut inside and, and uh, curled a shot wide. Yeah. You know, that sort of came just before half time um, right. after a bit yeah. of pressure from Leeds. Uh, and again, you know, we've we've ended the half with zero shots on target. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think we got a shot on target until the 61st minute or, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at, at my notes. There was that one chance where. Sibaris won it in the middle of the pitch, plays it to Pepe, he finds Bellerin, he slips it into Orba, and kind of on the spin, he smashes it but shoots it 
miles wide. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that one. Um, and that was probably, as you say, other than that Pepe chance, our only other chance of attacking play of note in the first half. So mm. it's the same old problems, isn't it? It is. It's uh, we're not we're not being it. We can't. I don't even know how to to say it really. We, we're just not moving the ball quick enough and mm. in the right areas. Uh, we're we're moving it around the back. You know, it's into midfield. It's back again. It, it's and I heard I had it without the fan sound on, and all I could hear you know was was Arteta shouting quick quick you know so it's obviously something he wants them to do but they just I don't know if it's a confidence thing now or or what but I do think we need those we're we're just lacking the players aren't we that that can take a touch give the ball move take a touch give the ball not even take a touch just first time yeah yeah um, yeah, hundred percent. We all know we're crying out for that attacking midfielder. Um, yeah, and uh, creativity is a problem. But as you say, we're we're quite slow with the ball in possession at times. It takes us a little while to think where shall I pass it. Um, and I mean, you got to argue though. Do you give credit to Leeds because everyone knows under Bielsa they run you know like mad. They don't allow any time on the ball. We hardly played anything out from the back. There was lots of long kicks from from Leno yeah, to get the ball yeah. up the pitch. Um, so, you know, he is a tactical genius. Maybe we give them a bit of credit. Yeah, they they do. They work hard. And I, I heard uh, one of them say they do this thing in training where they play a match and they don't stop. So no fouls, you know, no... They just keep going and going and going. and Is that it's just kind a fitness of, thing? It's pretty tasty. Yeah, it's like full pelt for periods. Wow. And then that, then they sort of, in the game, they're able to switch that on and off. So they don't do it for, for the 90 minutes. But when they have to do it, they can do it. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, I guess... Um, Under Arsene Wenger as well, you know, the training sessions were intense, weren't they? And yeah, yeah. Players, players were surprised by that. Yeah. One of the things, I, you know, there's certain things over the years that you hear in interviews that kind of stick with you. And one that I remember hearing about Wenger was that one of his drills was to play the ball from the back to the front. So from defender through to midfielder, through to striker to score. Uh, and they would do like drills of that. And he'd have a stopwatch and he'd time them and try and get them to move the ball as fast as they could from the back to the front and score. And, you know, be like, right, that took 20 seconds, needs to be quicker, start again. Uh, you know, that's what we're kind of missing. We're missing that urgency to um, to move the ball and progress it as fast as we can. I think with Arteta, it's almost like, let's do that, but let's uh, make sure we retain possession of the ball. So we don't want to be too quick in case we lose it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's trying to find that happy Maybe. medium. and. Is it that we've not got the players that can carry out that sort of? Yeah, uh, I think that's plan? definitely a massive factor. Yeah, we spoke before about how good our spine is now, and I still believe it is. But obviously, Party didn't play. Mm. We've only seen him play what 
two and a half games, is it now, for Arsenal, something like that? Maybe not even that much. The time he's played, or the time that he's played for Arsenal, he's looked fantastic. So, you know, again, it's another one of those, the right player will change the team enough. Uh, And I think if we can find that missing attacking midfielder that can be the glue that holds it all together, that could make a huge difference for us. Um, Right, let's... uh, Let's look at the second half. So half time, William went off, as we said. Reese Nelson came on. Uh, I was excited for him to get an opportunity. And mm. I thought he carried the ball quite well, actually. But again, I don't know if it was the type of game where, you know, because not long after he came on, we'd gone down to 10 men. It didn't really give him the opportunity to try and influence yeah. the game enough. I know. At one point, I thought he might get subbed off. What is the tactical change? Did. Yeah, because I just, I don't, he just doesn't offer enough defensively for me. And yeah. going forwards, he was giving it away quite a bit, running into yeah. trouble or sloppy passes. And and I thought when Ainsley Maitland-Niles came on later on, I thought he was going to come on for him a lot earlier, to be honest. Yeah. He screams, to me, he screams a player that is... I need to do something magical every time I get the ball because I don't get many chances yeah. in the team and I need to prove myself. And that means you, yeah. you kind of rush what you're doing and then you don't execute it properly, you know? Um, but I, I think he should have gone out on loan. Yeah. Yeah, well, he chose to stay, didn't he? That was the thing. He had the yeah. options and he chose okay, to stay. Yeah, yeah we spoke um, about that. But I just think if he was getting 90 minutes every, every week, it would do him the world of good. Yeah, agreed. Who knows, maybe he'll reassess in January because you'd like to think we'll make some signings. They're going to be in attacking areas. Is that going to limit his options even more than before? Mm. I'd argue yes. Yeah. Um, So, 51 minutes, there's a scuffle. Pepe gets his red card for, I guess, by letter of the law, is a headbutt. Albeit, all he does is kind of as if he sneezed. In fact, I've seen someone's head move more for sneezing than for what Pepe did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the intent was there, wasn't it? it, it, it it's, I mean, it, it's squaring up, isn't it? Look, I, you can't defend what he's done because letter of the law says if you move your head towards another player, it, it's a red card, right? Uh, it looks worse in slow motion. Um but yeah, the guy hasn't done him any favours at all, has he? The way he's gone down. No. no. I can't believe he got headbutt and snipered all in the space of like half a second. <laughs> Unbelievable. The way that he got shot, shot on the head and, and dropped to the floor. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, uh, you can't even, you can't call it a headbutt. It's it's definitely not a headbutt where I come from. No. <laughs> no. No. So in your view... I think we've lost your... Yeah, oh, sorry, back. mate. I can't back. hear you. Yeah, you go. You're, you're back again. Go on, man. So, yeah, I was just saying, do you think that was a red card, in your opinion? Well, <laughs> look, for me, it's not. Because all he's done is square up to him. It's not a head, but... Uh, but letter of the law says if you move your head towards him, so it is. And you can't deny yeah. that. And he's 
he's silly because obviously he should know that. But yeah, yeah, for me, for me, it's not. I, I see there's worse tackles flying in um, that are more dangerous than what he did. So I don't see how it is a, a violent or a sending off. Do you know what I mean? Though. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's, the it problem just is, as you me. say. But as you say, the problem is, letter of the law is that it is a red card. I think most professional footballers will know that. Um, you know, they would have watched enough football matches to see that happen thousands of times. Uh, and as, as ridiculous as it is, if you know that's going to happen, you don't allow yourself to get dragged into that stupid situation, you know. Um, so unfortunately, he's, he kind of got no one else to blame but himself for even gesturing, like, you know, to, to move his head towards the, the player. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but as you say, the the, uh, the Leeds player, whose name I forget, he certainly's not not helped his cause. And uh, you know, I don't know if you saw any of the footage where minutes before he was sort of goading him and they were pushing and shoving, so it wasn't like an insulated incident, uh, isolated yeah. incident. Sorry. Um, so you know, is what it is. He goes off. He has issued an apology today, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Put out a statement on Instagram. That's where I saw it, anyway. Yeah, that's where I saw it. I've got it here, actually. Shall I read yeah, it out? Yeah, do you want to read anyone... that out? Yeah. He says, Yesterday, I let my team down at a crucial time of the game, and there are no excuses for my behaviour. I'm deeply sorry and would like to apologise to the fans, my teammates, my coach, and everyone else at the club. Yours sincerely, Nicholas Pepe's PR team. Um, <laughs> there's, a cynic, there's a cynic in me. I'm sure he is yeah. sorry. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, no, no denying that he's uh, he's made a mistake there. And look, the bottom line is, what, what can you, what more can you do than come out and apologise for it publicly? You know, and and that's what it is. You know, it is just a mistake. It's a rush of blood to the head, and he's he's done the wrong thing. It happens to all of us. Uh, it certainly happened to Arsenal players, past and present. Um, you know, God, Arsenal Wenger's sides were famous. For, for doing stupid things and getting yeah. sent off. God, yeah. you, know, you know what, though? I think I, I the difference is, though. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think the difference yeah, is they were, they were filthy. You look at Keown, you look at Vieira in particular. What did he have, like eight red cards during the summer at Arsenal or something like that? But they were backing it up with goals, trophies, and, you know, league titles mm-hmm. and everything. It kind of, you forgive it somewhat, don't you? Plus, let's not forget amazing performances week in, week out. I think with this incident with Pepe, it's different because this season he's been non-existent for large parts of the, the Premier League season, certainly. Um, you know, I just wonder if it was an Orba, for example, people might have forgiven him a bit more because it's like, oh, he always scores our goals, he's always our saviour, or or Leno, you know, something like that. But I think he's becoming an Possibly. easy target for Arsenal fans and he needs to be careful yeah. that he doesn't become the new Xhaka, for example. Um, you know, Gunas are an unforgiven bunch, aren't they? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, right. Look, this is his chance now. Really, he's he's going to be out of the team for three games. Uh, he's going to have to show what he's all about. You know, has he got the fight in him to to come back and and stake a claim for a place in the team and 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 then have a good season and kick on and. And show show that he's worth every penny that we paid for him, or is he gonna disappear into the wilderness of flops? Yeah, 
Um, we're, again, plenty of uh, reaction to the Pepe sort of sending off. Um, as ever, a friend of the show, he loves to get in touch. It's Paul at Schmitty00. He says, I'd rather the club spent $72 million on strippers for blind folk than Pepe. The boy is utter shite. There are players half his age with better discipline. I can't fathom how someone chose him over Zaha. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I want my 72 million on strippers as well, but I guess the important thing is the football. <laughs> you know, do you uh, do you wish you'd gone for Zaha? I say you. Well, you, that, but, you know. well yeah, I, I I do like Zaha, and and he's he's a good example of someone that gets the shit kicked out of him week in week out and to be fair he you know from what I've seen he doesn't retaliate too much to it does he He, you know he just takes it on the chin gets on with it um but you know we the the thing is with that transfer is is we went for him and ultimately the, the Pepe deal was easier to do uh the installments thing worked better for us as a club and and they wanted too much money, really. Eight eighty yeah, plus million um, for yeah. me is is way way over as well. You know, yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't be putting in eighty million performances. You know, do you know what mm. I mean? I, I yeah, there would still think... be question marks over Zaha in this side. That is, it's, yeah, it's you know, it's not like we're he's walking into the Invincibles. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think with uh, Zaha, he's a prime example, actually, of what a young player with a bit of a hot head, um, but lots of ability, can do to turn around his career. Because if you remember, he was great at uh, uh, Crystal Palace, went to United and it all just fell apart, um, went back to Palace and kind of revived his career again. And he's 28 now. You know, the reason he probably doesn't retaliate is because he's got that experience and he knows that's not what you do. Pepe, as I say, he's young. I'm sure he's only 23. I'll have a quick look. But um, I think he's a bit, bit older than that. Is it? Um, but either way, you know, I guess he's kind of turned it around and uh, oh, 25. Yeah, stand corrected. Um, look, it's a bit of an isolated incident from a disciplinary perspective, isn't it? It's not like he's had red cards at Arsenal before. I guess the bigger issue is he's going to miss the Wolves game this coming Sunday. He's going to miss the North London derby and he's going to miss Arsenal v Burnley. So, um, you know, the first two in particular are tough at the best of times. When you, you, know, when you haven't got your club record signing, no matter what sort of form he's in, he's capable of producing just one piece of magic in a game. Um, so that's kind of the bigger issue for me that we've lost him amongst others to injury. Um Look, we we could talk about this game forever and what happened, what didn't happen. We've already uh, already up to sort of uh, nearly fifty odd minutes. Um, was there anything other than the uh, we'll call it the headbutt? I guess that's what it was that that sprung to mind in, in the second half of the game. The particular well, uh, note again, Saka came on and showed what a talent he is and and how he does yeah. things. Um, I can see. He was obviously tired, and that's why he wasn't involved earlier on. Um, but yeah, he looked bright. He, you know, again, he probably should have scored. Mm. Uh, great work from Hector Bellerin again going forward. Offensively, looks good. Nice through ball to Saka. 
through on goal. I thought he was going to just slide that, you know, under the keeper yeah. the first time. And yeah. he, he took a touch and the keeper read it. I think he missed, you know, well, obviously he missed his chance there. It was the wrong yeah. wrong decision. But he's he's a young guy and he's, he's next time he probably won't do that. Yeah, he was through on goal. I was thinking to myself, he was through on goal. I was thinking, um, oh my God, we're going to win this. You know, I'd already scored the goal in my head. I was thinking, oh, we're going to win this. How have we got away with this? And we stole this win. And uh, as you say, I was waiting for him to pull the trigger and it never happened. And then they went wide and I thought, oh, he's going to, you know, like you say, dink it in. Didn't happen. And you could argue credit to the keeper for that one because he managed to stay on his feet and then he kind of went down, but then he was, almost on all fours running with, with Saka. Yeah. You know, managed to close the gap and, and yeah. fair play to him. Yeah, yeah we, we yeah. should have scored that. Uh, um, other stuff, I just thought Leno sort of, you know, kept us in the game and so did the woodwork. Um, I would give Man in a match to Leno, though, I think, after, after that performance. Yeah, as would I. Uh, uh, he made some stunning saves. Yeah, I, I agree. Leno was unbelievable for us. I think without him, we could easily have lost 3-4-0, plus the posts and the crossbar. He's been our best player, you know, in that game since Owen Goal was playing for us. He was a phenomenal player, wasn't he? Um, yeah, at one at one point. So, you know, look, it's what it is. I think it's fair to say we, we got beat on the pitch, even if the result was a draw. Um, but the bottom line is we only had two shots on target all game. Mm. That is the problem. You know, they smashed us in practically every part of the, uh, of the field. Um, you know, it's not very often as well. The big one for me, it's not very often where we're out past because that's, as I said, one thing that Arteta is big on Keaton possession. They yeah. had 519 passes to our 220. Really? Yeah, massive. Massive amount. It doesn't read well, um, does it? It doesn't. It really but, doesn't. Look, so it should be known, you know, this they're, they're not a side that's just sort of been put together. I know they've just come up to the Premier League for the first time in a long time, but, you know, Bielsa's been there for a few years and he's had this team working how he wants them to work for that period yeah. of time. They know exactly what they're doing. They're very well drilled. Yeah. Do you know what, mate? That's a very um, good point to make. I think you can lose sight of that, can't you? Just because they're a new team to our league, it doesn't mean that they're not a group yeah. of players that have been together for a while. So, um, yeah, very good point, mate. Good point. Okay. Should we leave uh, it there? Well, just before we do, I think there's just one more more thing to um, you know give credit to, which is um, you know number of. Uh, I guess it feeds into what we're about to talk about, which is the preview of the Mould Europa League game. Um, you know, there were a couple of injuries that were picked up from that Leeds game. Um, so, as we mentioned, notably, there was Willian who went off at half time. Saka went off again, didn't he? Um, yeah. And I guess that's two midfielders that could potentially be ruled out of Sunday's game against Wolves. We'll wait and see, but probably more certainly going to miss the game against Mulder. Um, and midweek there was an under-23 game, wasn't there? There was. Uh, we played Everton. Featured. Yeah. Uh, we won 1-0, and Emil Smith-Rowe with the goal. 
he seems to be scoring regularly now. Yeah. He's uh, getting back to his best, I think. I can't imagine he will go into the Premier League squad if he's going to get promoted. I imagine he'll go into the Europa League squad and free somebody that's been playing in the Europa League more frequently to go and play in the Premier League. My personal opinion. I don't know what you think. Uh, I'm not sure... I'm not sure what the rules are, but I was under the impression that if you're homegrown and you're under 21, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be registered in either squad. You can just play. Oh, right. I just meant more in terms... You're probably right. I just meant more in terms of would Mikel Arteta throw him into a Premier League game or would he try and bed him into the Europa League? I, I think I think it's he's made it quite clear that, that, you know, that's the... The way you've got to get in now is is prove that you can play in in this uh, Europa League first, and then and then you know Willock's taking his chance. Uh, I think Smith Rowe could do the same. That's the route. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk Thursday Europa League. Uh, Can't wait. We've been... Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. That's the. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. It's the highlight of the week. Uh, was it 4-0 we beat Mulder just before the international break? Can't remember. Got a feeling it was something like that. 4-1, I think. 4-1. Yes, you're right. They scored first, didn't they? That, uh, that yeah. shot that caught out Bert Leno. Um, we've got three wins out of three. The, the uh, chances of us not qualifying, famous last words, look quite slim. You know, it's not the, the greatest um, opposition that we're facing at the moment in the Europa League. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe a chance to try maybe players that are, are a bit more fringe or just coming back from injury. Uh, Martinelli. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. About Martinelli might be a bit soon for him. Um, but yeah, definitely there's there's uh, definitely some a chance for some changes and you know, rest a few players, especially ones that have had to go away on international duty. I can't see many of them playing. Um, so you might see the likes of Smith Rowe, like we just mentioned. I can see mm-hmm. him being brought in. Uh, Callum Chambers, possibly. He's been playing yeah. quite regularly now for the under-23s. Um you know, Rob Holding's played a lot. Gabrielle's played a lot, so they're not going to play. Mustafi's probably come in, do you think, as well? Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. You know, at the end of the day, we need to start freshening things up. Um, I think whatever happens and whoever comes in, in whichever competition, we just need some fresh impetus, you know? I think that at the beginning yeah. of the season, bear in mind we're still only nine games in, but beginning of the season it was... It's fantastic, you know, people are kind of pushing each other to win a place in the squad and, you know, nobody's guaranteed a position. And now that we're, you know, like I say, nine games in, there are certain players that you think, I'm not really sure why you are in the first 11, but somehow you seem to be in there all the time, a.k.a. I guess Willian, um, etc. So, uh, yeah, I'm not expecting a, 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 a tough game particularly, are you, against Mould? No, not really. No, um, uh, I think even with the changes, it, we should have we should be strong enough to to get another three points. 
Yeah. Okay. Prediction? Uh, I could even see the... I can see the goalkeeper, Runar, Runarsson playing, maybe. Mm-hmm. In this one. Unused unused sub, I believe, for Iceland in the uh, international break. Mm. Um, yeah, I think you might be right there, actually. I think you might be right. Um, okay. You're going to go for a quick prediction before we move on to quick review or preview of the Wolves game? We'll go 3-1. Okay, I'm going to go 2-1. So, I think we'll still okay. concede. <laughs> right, on to, you know, the, the the bigger matter at hand, which is Arsenal v Wolves. Again, the late game on a Sunday at 7.15pm. Um, I don't know if it's pay-per-view or not, but uh, either way, it's no, on Sunday. I don't think it is, is it? No, I don't know. And they've got rid of pay-per-view. Have they? Do you know what? I, I thought I'd heard that. I mean, you know, you think, no, maybe I dreamt it or maybe I read it somewhere. Uh, uh, I guess not. On, on Sky Sports last night. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, right. So, yeah, yeah 7.15 Sunday. Shit, I hate having these late games because they either set up your Monday to be a fantastic start to the week or they bum you out so hard, you know even worse than a normal Monday would. Yeah. Um, that, that, that that loss, it felt like a loss. That draw with Leeds left Arsenal in 12th position on 13 points from nine games and a goal difference of minus one. Um, the team that we're playing, Wolverhampton Wanderers, are in ninth position on 14 points, so they're only one point better off than us, and also on a goal difference of minus one. So quite similar teams in terms of uh, you know performance so far this season. But how do you feel about Wolves as an outfit? Yeah, they didn't start too well, did they, this season? But, you know, uh, I do like, you know, how they play. That um, Again... Big Portuguese influence, but uh, it works for them, doesn't it? Um, yeah. They keep the ball well. Uh, they use their wing backs well. Uh, they've got a good centre forward, a proper centre forward in uh, Jimenez, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, they, they don't seem to have any trouble, do they, creating chances? Mm-mm. They drew this evening against Southampton 1 0. Uh, they I lost the previous. Yeah, they lost the previous game to Leicester City one nil. Oh. Uh, I've just seen the goal scorer. <laughs> For Who Southampton. Theo. For Southampton, yeah, Theo. That's right. Um, so you know they're they're not scoring loads of goals. What I say, lost one nil to Leicester, beat Crystal Palace two nil, drew one all with Newcastle, won one nil against Leeds. So, um, and then first game of the yeah. season, no, first game, third game of the season, they got battered 4-0 by West Ham. So, a real mixed bag this season. Yeah. But I see them as being miss. more creative than us. Mm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, um, which is a bit of a concern, really. Yeah. It is. Look, there's not too much difference. If, if we win, we go above them. You know, there's a bit of a cluster there now of teams that maybe should be higher up in the league. 
Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you've got United, Wolves, City just below us still. Um, uh, and, and you think maybe by the end of the season, you'd like to think that uh, those were, were higher up in the league. Mm. Yeah, you'd like to think so. Um, okay. Uh, predictions for that game? Uh, I'm trying to be positive, but uh, I mean, another draw. Yeah, I'm thinking the I, same, I, mate. I'm... Yeah, I, I just, I, I feel like we, we've just lost any sort of rhythm and, and impetus, and, and we need yeah. some sort of performance to, which I thought, you know. The performance against United really should have given us something, but it's had the opposite effect. Um, yeah, we we need a big performance and we need some goals really, uh, and and hopefully kick on. But I just at the minute I'm struggling. I'm struggling to see where it's going to come from. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I think the same. I'm going for a one-all draw as well, um, just because I, I, I feel like we're probably going to concede at some point, um, and hopefully we can sneak a uh, we can sneak a, a goal in ourselves. Um, just before we wrap up, there is a few questions that have, that have come in and a few comments that have come in um, that are probably worth addressing, actually, if that's all right with you. Yeah, uh, let's do a couple because there's so quite a few, and I don't think we've got is. time to do them all. No, but we're going to try and read as many as we can. Um, I've got one here, which is from Tommy, who's at Tommy underscore Higgins. Uh, He says, to all the fans that thought Lacazette was the problem, idiots. We couldn't create a splash in a swimming pool. (laughs) I like that. That's good, Tommy. Um, Yeah. You know, I guess you've done what you got till it's gone. And I wonder whether, like I said, at the, at the beginning of the show, you know, the two strikers offer two different things. Are we are we now starting to see what Lacazette kind of does bring? If it's not goals, does he bring the hold up and allow others to run on beyond him? Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Like, like they do offer slightly different things, those two. Mm. Uh I just at the minute can't really see what what the right answer is. You you would think it's a Bamiyang down the middle, really. Yeah. Um. But unless he gets the service, he, he you know he's not gonna he's not gonna score. No, exactly. Okay. You got a question? But I I I don't dislike Lacker. I think he he works hard and, and but he seems to run out of steam quite early on. Sixty minutes, he looks like he's he's done um, for whatever reason, and I think we need an upgrade either in and around that sort of area, maybe. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, somebody's asked about uh, Martinelli, and typically I can't see where it's gone. Why does that always happen? Uh, I can see it. So from can you go for? Uh, at Gunnar Style, he says, what role do you think Martinelli is going to play when he returns from injury? Yeah. Uh, I, I think 
maybe we will start to really appreciate what he brings to the team creatively because he really does like to take a player on. Um, we have to hope that his pace is still with him, you know, from, from pre-injury. He was really making some some fantastic progress, wasn't he? And that injury mm. halted things no end. So I think he'll be eased back in. Yeah, and I don't think expect too play, much too soon. No, but I think he'll play on the left I do wing. as well, yeah. I don't think they'll play him at sort of centre-forward role, and I think that's why they've been playing Lacazette there. Uh, not Lacazette, sorry, um, Aubameyang, to, to fill mm. that gap until he comes back. Um, if he's going to play left wing, you know, what does that mean for Willian's playing time or Pepe's playing time? Or will it just, you know, switch Look, between just, the three all the time? Don't forget how young this guy is. You know, he's mm. not going to walk back into the team, is he? He's, he's got a lot to learn still. He, I think yeah. he'll be an Im- impact player from now until probably the end of the season. I think he had such yeah. a bad injury that like you say he needs to be eased into it and uh you know i think he'll start some games maybe in the europa league and the and the cup but yeah yeah uh, i'm just gonna try and see if i can just remind myself what his injury was oh there you go left knee sustained injury during training on the 21st uh of june jeez so you know and i can't remember what it was was it an acl he had a leg brace and he was on crutches, right? So. so, yeah. Okay, mate. Um, any more questions you want to run through? Let's say, I know we're so we've got a time. good one from uh, another fellow podcast that we enjoy, uh, FTLOL podcast, and they ask who would be the perfect January signing for Arsenal. Oh, that is a question and a half. Uh, I guess there's a couple of ways of looking at that. Who would be the perfect signing realistically? (laughs) Who would you like if we could probably get anyone? Um, For me, based on current form and the influence I think the person would have on our team, they would help with our creativity issue. And they are a big fan of the Emirates Stadium. I would like us to purchase Jack Grealish, but I can't imagine we would get him because of the money involved. Yeah, I mean, he would command quite a lot, especially now he's a regular for England. Um, mm. Just signed a new contract this summer. Again, exactly. I, I like I like him a lot. Um, this summer was probably yeah. the summer to get him, if we were going to. Possibly. I mean, I, I can only imagine clubs made inquiries and were put off by the price tag. Yeah. Uh, and he ultimately he decided to stay. Um, but yeah, yeah, again, creative player. Uh, yeah, a creative player. Uh, anyone. <laughs> Maradona. <laughs> Maradona, did you say? Yeah. He'd probably still do uh, a better job. Maybe we'll go back in for Has- Hassan Awa. Yeah. Yeah, time will tell. I, I just uh, wonder. We're, we're linked heavily to that Hungarian kid. Uh, Dominic, not going to pronounce Sobolai, it. Yeah, yeah. Sobolai. Uh, yeah, that guy. He, yeah. Looked, he looks decent, but you know, again, yeah. he's young. He's young. I tell you, I tell you what I saw today. Did you see that wonder goal from Mkhitaryan? 
he scored a hat trick last week as well. Yeah, yeah, he scored a half volley from twenty yards out. Smashed Did it. He scored something like out. nine goals in six games or something for Roma. Some, like, yeah, he's having guy? a good season. Yeah. Always the way. Always the way. Um, right. Let's just bang yeah, out a couple you got more of these. Question? Yeah, this one's interesting actually because uh, kind of gone under the radar since he left Arsenal. This is from oh, AFC uh, yeah. underscore Binman, who is at Trash McNish. Uh, and he says, should Guendouzi return in the summer? Um, now, I feel like since he's joined her for Berlin, not at a peep. I mean, I've seen bits he's put on social media, but actually... Well, why Arsenal are you fans following him? About? Yeah, why am I following him? Well, he's still... Why are you following you know, him? He's only on loan. He's only on loan. Mm, he's dead um, to me, bro. Is he? <laughs> Should he return to Arsenal? Not for me. I don't think he clearly doesn't address our attacking problem because he's not that type of player. Um, and I'm not sure he's particularly good for team harmony. So is the fact that we're not talking about him because we're not missing him? Yeah, quite possibly. I think we've upgraded with Thomas Party anyway. So Yeah, you know, absolutely. I did like him. Um, but, you know, if you're going to muck around and, and be a dickhead then see you later yeah yeah no yeah, you're right I don't, I don't i don't i don't see him coming back unless he comes back with his he has a good season and then comes back with his tail between his legs and apologizes to arteta and says boss i want to give my all for this club but i don't see mm. him doing it yeah um right are we done or do you want to do any more I think that's about it, mate. Yeah. Thank you for everyone that sent questions in. Sorry we've not been able to answer yeah, all of them. Sorry. Um, but we really appreciate the fact that you, you've got in touch and uh, taking the time to think about, you know, a, a question that, that, you know, these two idiots might be able to answer. <laughs> um, so we will be back next week to review the Europa League game against Mould and, uh, you know, fresh off the back of hopefully a victory against Wolves, but I don't want to attempt fate. Uh, we'll obviously review that as well. Um, yeah, it'd be so, good to get a win and uh, have, have be able to do a positive podcast rather than one. It does. Uh, it, yeah, it does feel like we've been a bit down in the dumps for uh, a few matches now, doesn't mm. it? Um, yeah. We've not we've not had the, the greatest of time, and certainly seeing that you know stupid other North London club. Being top of the league at the minute doesn't help matters either, does it? So uh, ah, there you go. Uh, right, mate. I don't know what you, don't know what you mean. <laughs> um, as we said at the uh, beginning of this episode, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter using the handle at Blast Arsenal Pod, uh, and also find us on YouTube. Just search for Blast from the Arsenal. Anything else you want to add, Diddley? Uh, no, leave us a review no. on Apple if you got if you use Apple. If you don't, tell your friends to. If you don't, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it. Right, next week more positive. Hopefully we'll win. And until then, take care of yourself and support yes, your players. Cheers, guys. Bye.
into Blast from the Arsenal. <laughs> 